Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode number 517 being recorded October 10th, 2018. I'm Alan Malventano. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Ken Addison. Yeah, we're missing Orion. I mean, not only that, but you don't even have a Jim in the background editing a mailbag. That's he's true. He's already done. But he, yes, that's I because know. he's already done. Yeah. Uh, he is. Somebody um, was on the ball. He has gotten over his illness mostly. <laughs> uh, he came in the office just long enough to try to give us uh, an infection. Um, in the in the sweetest way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to spread the the rest of whatever it was that he spread had. Spread the love. Make sure it got paid it forward to the rest of us. I've been disinfecting every surface before I touch it because you and him have been sick. That's true. I've I've been sick for like a good week and a half too. I'm finally getting over it. You still hear it in my voice a little probably. Um. Anyway, let's get into the the the, the minutia of the starts of the show. Um, PCPro.com slash podcast is where you will find the show notes for this show. Mm, Twitter.com slash some guy who's never here, and then Twitter.com slash PCPro. Uh, so you might as well just use the PCPro one, because, you know, yeah. who knows who knows where that other guy is. Plus, I've got access to that one, so you never know what's going to yeah, yeah, yeah. pop up there. Is he going to be back next week? Maybe. No. No, no. Josh no. And, and Ryan will be out next week. Uh, We're going to be out. Know what I'm saying? I think I out. might have also been out next week, but I'm not going to be out. Next. Yeah. Was that supposed to be next week? Yeah. 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 So I'm. Uh, I, I, I. There might have just been like just Alex here and like an empty desk. <laughs> um. You know. Anyway, it may come to that. <sighs> yeah. 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 Um. PCPro.com slash subscribe is where you can subscribe to our mailing list. You will get an email when we're about to do a show. Was there an yep. email? Oh, there was an I email. I remembered this week. All right. Awesome. Uh, Patreon.com slash PCPer is where you can uh, kick us some coin and help us, uh, you know, keep the lights on and stuff. And uh, one of the things from this was the mailbag, of which there's probably, as you're listening to this, there should be a mailbag posted. Featuring the dulcet tones of Josh Walworth. I mean, not like don't the live. Sit. If you're listening to it live, no, not yet. Don't don't scramble for it just yet. We finish listening to this, and then go to bed, and then when you wake up, it'll probably be there. Um, probably. probably, 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 maybe, maybe. Yeah, Jim is dying. Possibly, uh, he's trying to not die. Yeah. Um, JoshTech.com. Two Ks at the end uh, is where you can get the Super Pipe shirt or the Josh Tech shirt or print you know, it's funny this next week i've actually got a wheel review coming out <gasps> nice i am shocked nice. i know i know i'm so surprised that you're doing a wheel uh well review. you know it's it's surprising because my writing has been horrific and i'm trying to change that badly because i i too would like to get paid well yeah <laughs> it's always nice yeah. yeah money money is um money is good to yes. be able to again keep the an exchange on. of goods or services. Goods, uh, yes, <laughs> but not good service. <laughs> not good service. I'm I'm gonna tie this. I'm gonna tie. I'm gonna hold you to it now, Josh. I will the next podcast in which we ha- we feature a wheel review. I will put the Josh Tech merch on sale. Oh hey. Yeah. You know, the best so. part about uh, me getting that up in the next couple of days is I'm not going to be here to talk about it. On exactly. The it's like a win. I know. <laughs> it is. Somebody's going to have to read my tripe. <laughs> ha. 
So whenever Josh and is out. figure out what I'm trying to say. Whenever Josh is out, the merch goes on sale. Yeah. That should just be a thing. Seems reasonable to me. Good thing we yeah. don't sell Ryan merch. Yeah, we, we, can't, we can't do it when Ryan's out. We can't afford to do that. <laughs> Taking losses. Okay. Um, you want to just get into the reviews? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Christopher Koch reviewed the Razer Huntsman Elite uh, optical flagship keyboard. An optical keyboard. Like optical, like it's, is, is every key optical? Mm-hmm. Oh, optomechanical switches. Check that stuff out. Sounds steampunk. Uh, y- yeah. Is this the one they do like proportional or not proportional? There was some technology a while back that. Yeah, that's not. That's not this. That's not this. Uh, that's made its way into a Cooler Master keyboard, I believe. Oh. I, I don't know if that keyboard has come out yet, but it was at least announced. Okay, so like they look like Space Invaders. <laughs> so like, what what's going on in in the keys? So like, part uh, of this is uh, Razer claims you get double the lifespan. They rate each switch for a hundred million presses, which makes sense, right? Less mechanical shit to go wrong in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that small area, but does it still? click or no this one wouldn't click i would imagine right they wouldn't no, to i a... think it bottoms out it doesn't click okay essentially what's going on there with Why the pogo pins and the connectors uh, oh, oh yeah what was, yeah that's for the wrist, oh, wrist lights. which has leds in it oh yeah yeah okay i don't think does it it does anything else than that maybe ah, it's got the rgb so it needs to get power over there somehow i mean yeah. in theory they could make other accessories but i don't really know what you would do yeah, because there just seems to be more pins uh, there than you would need for just uh, RGB. Yeah. Grab uh, a couple of uh, lights and stick them in your fingers and lick it and see what happens. Uh, it's uh, got a wheel, kind of like that Logitech keyboard, the Logitech Craft. Yep. So it's you can control it. I'm not entirely sure what level of app support it has, but through the Razer Synapse 3 software, uh, it looks like it has Zoom support and Windows and Office. It can adjust your mic levels. You can kind of program it to do a bunch of different stuff. And they have dedicated media keys which is kind of a new thing for razor i don't think any of their other flagship keyboards have actually had dedicated media keys which is kind of insane if you think about it like Mm -hmm. that's one of the key things i want from a keyboard yep makes sense so it says that uh, all the keys can be rebound is that for every key or is that just for the media keys um it was at the very top of this page where it mentioned it no, I, I mean, if you're that bored, you can reprogram them all. I think that is for everything. That sounds like a Razor thing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if you hold down... Well, hmm. um, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah sorry. You'll have to read the article. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, been a while since I've read this one. It went up earlier in the week. Uh, So, let's see. Hmm... 200 bucks. Mm. Oh, wait. Uh, the standard Huntsman retails for 150 But it doesn't have the dial and the accessory terminal. It's an expensive keyboard. Yeah. However, if you're in the Razer ecosystem using the other RGB stuff, you have one of their mice, maybe one of their headsets, having the whole chroma stuff would be nice, right? If you're, yeah. if you know all the lighting stuff, tying it together. Seems like a pretty well-built package. A lot of programmability. Got the dial. I mean, $200, as crazy as it sounds, isn't the most expensive keyboard you can buy anymore. It's <laughs> definitely on the higher end. It could be like Alex and buy an Ergodox for 
Let's not discuss. Three fifty. Yeah, yeah. Alex Ooh, buys yeah. Alex buys medical grade uh, <laughs> keyboards. Okay, um, I guess that brings us to the next thing. Next item, I forbid. Uh, Gigabyte Aorus P eight fifty W gold power supply. Uh, we'll just jump right to the. Uh, well, let's see, ten year warranty, one hundred fifty bucks. Uh, or is it Gigabyte's making power supplies? Gigabyte's well, making power Gigabyte's supplies. selling power supplies. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're probably a rebrand of somebody. Yeah. Um, let's take a look on the inside and see if we can figure out who. Oh, nice. Fully modular. Okay. So you can uh, have fun sleeving those cables if you, <laughs> if you want to. Uh, mm. Hmm. Hmm. What's with this? Yes. What's, yes. With this? Familiar. What's with this with the. Just the PCB, just yeah, chillaxing just on the edge. Hanging of the, around. Oh, that's huh. where that's where the NSA taps in. Oh, is that that's that chip? That yeah, chip we were that's a super about. micro chip. That's, <laughs> the, that's the China chip. It's right there. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. All right, moving on. So uh, it's doing pulses through our energy grid. Yeah, yeah. To yep. yeah. Well, that's how it gets. That's how information gets out. It's just the, like the, the yeah, Ethernet it's, it's, over it's five hundred kilobit. Yeah. yeah, per second, maybe at most. Right. Okay, yeah, probably right, right. far less. What's funny is we're joking about this. Watch that actually be mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how, how would you know? I mean, you pull these partners, just so much stuff in here that you could easily stash something in there. Yeah, okay, I've got to ask: is is how is that? What is it glued down at the bottom or something? I don't know. It's just hanging. Trying to see. An, it looks like it's just hanging. So I'm not sure what. Oh, just scroll down. It looks like it's sitting on a coil. Uh, sure, that's even there. better. Hmm. I mean, that's yeah. probably a surge protecting. Is that like a triac, like a big beefy triac or something? Maybe a with a circuit. Big beefy triac. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. You got them all hot and bothered. <laughs> well, because usually the triacs and surge protectors are very small well, looking you, things, but if you know, you got Capman and you got triac man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, do we know what this is supposedly a rebrand of? Uh, it's. Oh, I'm mentions. amazed that they're actually silk screened on the uh, PCB there. Well, Gigabyte's silk screened on yeah. the PCB. But it says it's uh, MEIC. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's see how it did. Um, where are we going? Do, do, do. Yep. Sorry. Build award, even with hangy bits. You filter know what I'm caps, saying? Filter caps on modular cables, not sleeve to cable bundle. That's the only weakness he had. And it was a minor weakness at that. All right. I mean, it looks like it's checking all the usual boxes for a, for a decent power supply. Um, 10 year warranty, though. Yeah, wow. 850 <laughs> watts, 10 year warranty, uh, and 150 bucks. Yeah. So, so in nine and a half years, when your dangly bit falls off, they'll still put it back on. You know, so if you're one of those people that likes to have, uh, you know, all the parts in your system from like the same vendor, and I don't know, some folks are, you know, partial to that sort of a thing. They try to, they'll have like, uh, you know, gigabyte and everything and all the things, except for like the CPU. <laughs> be impressive. Yeah, it would be impressive. All right. What do we got next? Uh, oh, Maury's been busy. Yeah, I know. He's been... Uh, <laughs> keep he- hearing him in our in our backroom uh, chat. 
talking about working uh, tirelessly away on uh, working hard, uh, working on uh, motherboard, the next motherboard review. So gigabyte. See, speaking of the gigabyte, all the things, right? <laughs> like so, this- with that power supply, you take this Z three ninety Aorus Pro. Uh, nice looking board, black and orange. Logos look so familiar. Uh, they do. <laughs> they, they they do. Socket looks so small. Yeah, so this is their, uh, yeah. one of their Z390 options, which technically aren't out yet. So this is kind of a preview. Uh, well, it's been announced that the 9900K will be for sale. Well, this is for pre-order right now. Will go officially on sale next week. So yep. you could probably think about when the timing might be for some of this content. Sure. Oddly enough. Okay, um, so what do they have to do different on this? Because this is like... Where, where's the where's the, the Chinese spy chip on, on this layout? Uh, oh, it's sandwiched in between layers. You can't yeah, see it. it's underneath the okay. battery, which is okay. why... It's, it's, by, so it's right by the clear CMOS. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's the codec over here. <laughs> um, Where the crab, huh? So, like, what's the deal with the 390 boards? Like, what do you have to have this? To put a 9900K in it? Nope. You, so that you could put a 370 board? Mm-hmm. Any so, 300 series board. So then what's the 390 for? Uh, it adds integrated Intel USB 3.1 Gen 2 in the chipset and also Intel Wireless. Now some vendors aren't taking advantage of the Intel Wireless. Okay. But it's at least capable of it. Yeah. Uh, still no Thunderbolt. What about PCIe lanes? No Thunderbolt. Still no Thunderbolt. PCIe lanes still the same. Oh. The, the core chipset functionality hasn't been changed at all. However, what Z390 allows vendors to do is sort of optimize the VRM designs around these new processors that have, they're within the same GDP, but they could have different power draw sort of characteristics. Okay. Because if you have an A-core hyperthread processor, you you might see different, you might need a slightly different VRM design even for the same 95-watt power delivery. If you think about how these these new, how they turbo and stuff like that. Right, because they do short bursts, it's like the... 95 watt is the thermal limit, not necessarily the power limit. Yeah. Right? So you yeah. can, it can actually, you know, intermittently take more juice. And, than, I uh, mean, these the new processors are soldered, so you can have, in theory, more overclocking headroom. So you might want to beef your VRM. Yeah. I mean, this Poor is sort Tim. of the traditional... Tim always gets soldered. <laughs> so is that that the VRM is just, like, slightly beefier by the, like, base spec? For the board as well. There's no, I, I, because no, you always get, nobody ma- knows what the base spec is. Oh, because you always get the, the motherboard makers always end up doing sure. some crazy board with like 30 phases and all this other stuff, which you know is like way, way overkill compared to what you might be plugging into it. But sure. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, look, this happens with every other Intel CPU launch. They, they launch a new chipset that's not, doesn't really have a lot of new functionality. Yeah. The processor remains backwards compatible. Like, this is another one of those. It's like TikTok. It's another, that is the feature for these It's updates. an opportunity to, for these guys to take another stab at these motherboards. Maybe their Z370 designs had some weaknesses. Or, and, you know. Okay. Updated motherboards. Sure, sure. We'll have to wait and see for the final reviews to see what Maury thinks. Cry more features in. That's what motherboard vendors do. Man, look at the... Jeez. Yeah, they're claiming... Crazy thick uh, power plane. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Interesting. 2X. Two 8 pins. It's kind of a lot for a 
Z series on the board. Uh, you know, the, the yeah. 2X copper is is not new for Gigabyte. Yeah. They've, they've, they've been pimping that out for years with <laughs> no real data behind it to get anybody else to do it. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, look at those leans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's... Oh, wait. I still can't believe that they have not expanded PCI Express. Yeah. It's kind of ludicrous. It's what, 16 lanes and plus four to the the chipset? To the chipset? Yeah. Crap. Uh, I mean, I wonder if in all of this 10 nanometer not actually being a shipping thing for many, many years whole debacle if that wasn't planned in there somewhere and they just you know they've been stuck on on skylight cores and they just haven't been able to retrofit anything in yeah that that's that's kind of bullshit i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if swap out your pci e controller and you yeah. can add more lanes. Oh, no, I mean, not, how many stinking lanes do Xeons have? No, it's it's all it's all artificial. They don't need any more. Hold it on like an AMD <laughs> GPU. Okay, so huh? How Holds do you it tell? On like an AMD GPU. How yeah. do you tell which of these ports is the three point one Gen two? So one above the Type C port, probably. Yeah, probably. So one that tastes more like pineapples. I just like, you but it. they labeled it the same. Yeah. Like guys. What? Uh, they both. Yeah, it's like three point oh, three point one, three point one. It's a different kind of red. Ooh, it's like redder red. You know, actually, yeah. they're all of them are Gen two. <laughs> so there. this one is two. There's one so, yeah. Type C Gen two and two Type A Gen two. Oh, wow! So they're all Gen two. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Wait, are you talking Linux now? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Gen 2. Gen 2. Anyways, I guess we can move on to actually discussing these processors, which we've already discussed a little bit, because that's the next oh, new story. You want to? All right. You want to? Oh, wait, we forgot to... T- oh, we didn't look at the battery placement. He's going to have a review of this board. The board. It's below the oh, this wasn't a review. No, okay. this is a preview. This was a preview. Gotcha. Okay, dokey. All right, God, Ken. Spoilers. Tell oh, us about these announcements. Wait, we have a priority interrupt. Oh, priority <laughs> interrupt. Oh, interrupt. I spilled beer and my cat came to drink it. <laughs> I don't like how it just turns to look at you and then looks well, at because the he took it away from the beer. <laughs> like what? What are you? What are you <laughs> trying to tell these people? What are you blaming Here's on? Beer, me? not you. Yes, Kitty, go down to drink Josh's beer. Yes, <laughs> drunk Kitty. <laughs> calicos are mean drunks yeah yeah <laughs> all right all so women. uh you went to an intel thing yes uh they could have attended the event the let least kept secret in the world because it, it, the, we knew it was coming <laughs> sort of the core announcement was the new mainstream processor that we alluded to earlier the ninth gen processors topping off the core i9 9900k which, as rumored, is an 8-core, 16-thread processor with a base clock of 3.6 and a single-core turbo frequency of 5 gigahertz. We've seen that single-core tor- turbo frequency of 5 gigahertz quoted on the 8086K. We had a bit of trouble getting there. So, you know, it's not exactly a new spec. We did see that on the 6-core stuff. Well, we can hope this one actually hits it. 
consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was that four hundred and eighty? Four hundred eighty-eight dollars is the uh, is the pricing their list is their their quoting on that slide. They needed to knock two dollars off of that. It's but that's that's not like end <laughs> consumer processing. That's it's quantity a thousand. Like, oh. re- suggested retail pricing like that. Sub five hundred essentially is what these should run. Now pre-orders have been running for I've seen on Newegg they're running them for five hundred eighty dollars. So that's Ooh. probably not a great idea. It's right now is to pre-order one of these processors for more than they'll probably end up going for at least in a couple of months. Yeah, uh, God, it's so much more expensive than twenty seven hundred X. It is. However. If you think about the single thread performance of Intel and how the 8700K looks versus the 2700X and it's one downfall, in theory, they fixed that mm-hmm. right? now that they have core count parity. One of the other downfalls was the lack of good thermal interface material between the die and the heat spreader. That's been a gripe for a while now. Yeah, because they moved away from solder. Guess what? They said, we're moving back to solder. Oh. Now, they keep calling it STIM, soldered thermal interface material, which just seems kind of like a... ATM machine? <laughs> no? What? Yes, guys, would you just call there. STEM over here? Well, I mean... <laughs> okay, so what's the problem with adding the S to the... Well, I mean, I don't know. They don't. They don't just say the processors are soldered. They say it has this new solder thermal interface material, which... It just mean, likely it. means they're soldered, but I don't. I guess it could mean that they have. Well, it says solder based. Yeah, the soldered based interface material. So, I mean, I don't know if anyone's verified that this is how they used to do it, or if this is a it's new method. It's the new solder. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't imagine solder? them reinventing the. It's the a kinder, process. gentler. Well, solder. they had yeah. done the solder thing in a while, so maybe they did have to reinvent the wheel. I, guess. I don't know. That just kind of stuck out <clears> to me. Hmm. The other thing that sticks out is the step below the i9, the i7-9700K is a 8-core not hyper-threaded part. So this is the first desktop i7, at least that I can think of, that isn't hyper-threaded. Yep. Which seems like it'll be an interesting trade-off between that and the 8700K, which was obviously 6 cores, 12 threads. Yeah. Well, d- didn't they move the, the i5 to non-hyper-threaded in the 8 series? Yeah, I mean, the the, the i5 hasn't been hyper-threaded in a long time, if ever, really, Mm -hmm. on the desktop. But But to have an i7, that's... Yeah, and the i5 moved to six cores, not hyper-threaded. So, I don't know. I I feel a little judgy about the 9700K. So, we'll have to try to get our hands on one of those, pre-order one of those, and and test it out. Yeah. It doesn't seem... It doesn't for the same price as an 8700K currently sells for today. Right, it seems like you're losing stuff that yeah. might be mm-hmm. advantageous. Yeah, I don't know. So many questions to be answered. So many questions. Uh, we already touched on the Z390 chipset. Not a whole lot there besides the Wi-Fi and USB 3.1 Gen 2 support. Uh, here's the part I'm interested in. Yes, the box. <laughs> no, well, the box looks kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm interested in this list of uh, Spectre and Meltdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, mitigations. So what I really want to know is that are the ones that slowed things down mitigated? Uh, mitigated. Well, that's Spectre V2 for the most part. It's kind of what's seen as the difficult one to fix, the one that had the performance impact in some scenarios. And that's, right. again, fixed with microcode and software like we've seen on other platforms. So we have no real idea 
oh. any potential performance impact. However, they did fix Meltdown V3 and the L1 terminal fault in hardware, they're saying. So okay. in theory, there should be no performance impacts there in general, at least. I mean, I guess it's possible they could have somehow accelerated some of this. Like, yeah, there's this microcode plus software fix for Spectre V2, but maybe it's not as big of an impact anymore yep. or, or something, right? Like, we'll have to test it to see what the difference is there. Um, all right, so uh, here's hoping. I guess we'll know more. Yeah, in... so available next Friday. Okay. In this weird acrylic box that I think just takes up a lot of space on store shelves, but does look kind of cool. I saw it in person, you know, for what it's worth. It's an acrylic box. AMD kind of pioneered the fancy processor box with Threadripper stuff. Thanks, AMD. So, you know. Everybody sticks out on store shelves. It's a megapixel race for boxes for CPUs. Yeah. Next, it'll be like the beach ball. <laughs> yeah, now we're thinking round packaging. You'll have to go Not to like a warehouse. Gosh, one day to buy you might CPU. get your shipping yeah. rate. You go to you get to you go to the loading dock in the back of the micro center yeah. where they can load it in here. You have to go with your hatchback. Don't <laughs> sell a lot in America. It's just for like one, it's like that thing where you drop the egg off of the building and it has to like make it and like not break. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So that wasn't their only announcements. Okay. Uh, Hey, so you remember way back at Computex where Intel during their keynote showed that uh, nifty 28-core processor they had running at 5 gigahertz five on all gigahertz. cores? Yes, yes, with we, the liquid cooling and the... All, and the all more the, than liquid cooling. Yeah, all the crazy... <laughs> so it was like two power supplies and the one watts and yeah. water chiller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that 28-core processor is now a real announced part. In the form of the Xeon W3175X. Okay. Uh, it's not running at 5 gigahertz on our course. Weird, I know. <laughs> what, what, is it, what is it supposed to run at on? Oh, oh they don't give the all-core number anymore. Well, there's a base clock speed. Sure, but they don't give the all-core turbo number anymore, oh. which is the important one. Uh, the single core is uh, 4.3. Yeah, so essentially this is analogous to the Xeon Platinum 8180, which has been out for a while, so 28-core high-end Xeon, Xeon scalable part for servers. Uh, this has some differences in that the six, there's a base clock increase of 600 megahertz and a turbo uh, 2.0 increase of 500 megahertz. So significantly higher clock speeds. It's un- unlocked. It's an unlocked Xeon, which is something you don't see. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. It's unlocked. That you're going to plug into what motherboard? Whoa, that's a whole other thing. Because, um, so, like, none of the Xeon boards are even going to have BIOS options. Have, to have, have you not seen the pictures of those boards in my tweet? Oh, comparing work in there? Yeah, so th- these are going to require new motherboards uh, based around the LGA3647 socket, which is the same socket as the server stuff, but they're going to have new quote unquote workstation level boards from Asus and Gigabyte at launch in December. These are massive, massive motherboards. How are they going to specify that they're the different kind of LGA well, 3647? There will be a motherboard from Asus and a motherboard from Gigabyte that will work with this processor and nothing else will. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, well, I, I mean, I guess. Like, this makes no sense. Well, like, if you were on Newegg and you looked up motherboards by LGA 3647, then you'd only see two desktop motherboards. Okay. So it's only this 
So that's not the same uh, t- socket type as like the regular Xeon. It is socket. the same socket type. That's my point. But the 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 only motherboards that exist for thirty thirty six forty seven now are server motherboards and one dual socket oh. ASUS workstation motherboard. Okay, so you just so there's have no to, existing infrastructure really. Yeah, you just have to know if you're buying this part. I mean, whatever. Sure. You got options, it's, and they're it's like gonna two be, of them. It's going to be yeah. so expensive. Yeah. 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 Uh, but as Josh alluded to, these motherboards are gigantic. Uh, they have two 24 pin connectors. Like I think the Gigabyte board has like 64 phase phase VRM or something you, like you that. Got a, you got a picture what? on these boards or no? Uh, you know. Oh, they did a the solder on, the solder thing again. Uh, no. No. The 28 core Xeon is not soldered. Oh, you have a. You had, sorry, you had a picture of the solder thing. In it, yes, because there's more information in this article that we're getting to. Oh, yeah, in our okay. in our uh, in our Slack channel, I, I did a a picture of it. Now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't get to that from here. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't grab a picture of one of those boards at the event, but if you if you look around on other sites, you can see that stuff. They're 14 inch by 14 inch motherboards, as Kyle Bennett points out in the chat. Going to require two power supplies to run. It's all it's, right. it's puzzling what? to figure out who this is targeting besides people who look at it. AMD having a 32-core desktop processor and go, wait a minute, Intel doesn't have anything close to that. I mean, it's almost like just build the dang server at that point. If you yeah. Know. Well, this is this has a 50-watt higher TDP and is unlocked and will run at substantially higher clock speeds. Oh, will it? The base clock is 600 megahertz higher. Okay. But yes. memory's capped at twenty six sixty six, more or less. But if it's unlocked, yeah. But you got eight that's channels just, or something like that. It's six channel ECC twenty four sixty or twenty six sixty six. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a weird amalgam of a server platform and a semi and wait till you see the prices platform. Yeah. No pricing. They said it'll be available in December. I think got pricing there. No. Uh, right column there in the slide. No. RCP RCP it's a different pricing. slide. Oh. oh, that's that's the different. Yeah, okay. CPUs. Moving to yeah. the other announcement, yeah, is the oh. is the revision to the Core X series. So we currently have so otherwise the, it's going to be five grand for that previous processor. Oh yeah, it's going to be something yeah. like that. Absolutely. Five I mean, and the G. motherboard's going to be at least a thousand bucks. I'm sure. It, they're they're gigantic. Tons of power management. <laughs> it's and, expensive at half the price. <laughs> exactly. I just couldn't help but notice that these uh, quantity 1,000 pricing on the right side column here, right? Yeah. I'm reading that right? Yeah. Uh, it's quantity 1,000 of a $2,000 CPU. It's just a couple million bucks. Yeah. It's just, I mean, just going to do a couple million do. dollar That's order. What retailers do. You just uh, float yeah. on short-term credit. So, and, yeah, the... Slightly revised Core X series CPUs, so the high-end enthusiast desktop stuff. Essentially, these are the same Skylake-based cores as we saw with Skylake X with the 7980XE and the 7900X and stuff like that. Running at higher clock speeds, they're soldered again. Okay. No new chipset, no anything, no real price change. Uh, The changes do happen on the low end where they move. I think the previous low end part was a 6-core 12-thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they have an 816 at the bottom, and they have two 10-core parts to kind of make up that gap. I think the the 7820X was the 8-core part previously. So 
you have some adjustment there. I mean, if you're going to buy one of these Intel chips, you'll just buy the new generation when they come out in November instead. There's not a whole lot, a whole lot change here besides thermal performance and clock speed increases. Now it's like a three to 400 megahertz base clock increase and then two to 300 on the turbo boost 2.0 clock. So should be fairly substantial should help Intel pick up some of the grounds against that. The 7980 XE lost against the 2950 X due to sort of clock speed stuff. All right. Hey, look at all those lanes. <laughs> Still yeah, same amount. 68. If you include all four more than AMG. Yeah. Still the same 44 yeah, from yep. the CPU. Yeah. All right. And, and it's worth noting that these Uh-oh. these processors don't have any hardware mitigations for any of the side channel stuff. Yeah. So it's just, it's just microcode and software. So, yeah. All right. So that's all Intel. Yeah. And then uh, AMD. Yeah. Late Friday afternoon, AMD decided to put out a press release with availability on the rest of the Threadripper lineup that they announced, the 2970WX, which is the 24-core part, and the 2920X, which is the 12-core part, which aren't out yet. They set that up, the availability for the end of October, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have that. Let me pull up that article. Starting October 29th. Yeah. But the more important thing they announced is super interesting. So they announced that at the same time, they're going to release a new version of the Ryzen Master software, which I have a toggle called Dynamic Local Mode. And these will affect the WX processors, which have the odd memory controller. Did, did you say local or loco mode? Oh, man. Loco mode would be good. Loco mode or would be awesome. Mode. Listen, you guys are doing it wrong. You can't just say it. You have to do the motion. You have to loco. be like, loco. Anyway. Crazy performance, man. <laughs> okay, so these were the ones that had like two of the four dies had memory controllers on them, right? Yeah. So and that then means the rest had to hop over to the other die to hit a memory controller. Yeah. Which we saw man- manifest in some weird performance things. Definitely some decreased gaming performance compared to the 2950X. Right. If you had a thread that was hitting the memory hard and it just uh, always happened to, you know, the scheduler happened to put that thread on one of the dies that was not. Like, didn't have its own local memory. Then you see a huge memory latency increase yeah. because it had to jump across the Infinity Fabric and so on and so forth. Right. So this is a Windows service, which you can enable just within the OS without having to reboot or anything from the Ryzen Master software that is supposed to remap those threads to cores that have direct memory access as much as it can. It's okay. dynamically setting thread affinity or core affinity. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of working behind the scenes of the Windows scheduler to get the Windows scheduler to do what it wants. Yeah. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Yeah. But, but right. why doesn't the scheduler just do it in the first place? Because the place? Windows scheduler doesn't have that level Windows. of granularity. Yeah. <sighs> well, think of how many layers you're going here. I mean, like, I, this I, is, I think yeah. we'll get there eventually. It's actually kind of analogous to the Turbo Boost 3.0 stuff from Intel and the previous X-Series parts where That's they had true. the most favorite core stuff. That's true. And that eventually got baked into the Windows scheduler. Now, I mean, Intel probably has an easier time getting something like that in than AMD does at this point, just with existing relationships, which is disappointing. But right. I think AMD is doing this to, one, increase performance for consumers and make up what they can, which is definitely a great effort. And to kind of maybe show Microsoft, like, 
guys, if you do this, it will have significant performance ramifications and people will like it. Yeah. So maybe you should build in support for this sort of not this these non-unified memory architecture stuff. Well, and and right. figuring out to be able to do it live within Windows as opposed to rebooting, going into your BIOS, turning on game mode, rebooting, yeah. and then doing what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. But this isn't like they're not remapping how the memory like the memory space. They're just kind of nudging the, nudging the, threads, nudging the threads over to like where they yeah. where you know where they really should be. Yeah. Which probably means it's just trying to keep them on the two dies mm-hmm. that have local memory yeah. as opposed to wetting the threads, you know. So it's really I mean, it'll be fascinating to see how this works, how how quickly they can react, right? Like how yeah. how quickly are they pulling all this stuff? How how like probably doing just, a very short operation, does it have time to catch up? Yeah. It probably just tries to keep them I don't know what it would do because if it if it's telling the OS, "Okay, here's your affinity, only use these threads that correspond with these cores," then in theory, it might kind of like nerf the CPU and th- like being half of what the CPU is capable I mean, capable of. in theory, AMD knows the most about the CPU, so they should be able to mitigate that as much as possible. And they yeah. probably wouldn't put themselves into scenarios like that if possible. Right. So you wouldn't want to run a thing and have it only use half the cores. Yeah. Like, because you have, you know, you bought the extra cores for a reason. Yeah, but this only applies for things that are not going to be using the entire core count. Yeah, I mean, if you're using right. all of the cores, you're screwed. Like, half, you're still going to have the same problem, right? If you're using all 64 threads or if you're using yeah. 36 threads, you're still going to have a performance hit. Yeah, um, some, of, like, some of those threads It can only do so much. But I, I'm excited to get hands-on and try to get a preview version of the software and test it out. Because it would be awesome if you could get some extra performance out of that 32 core processor and maybe take away some of the downsides. So that yeah. was a real interesting part. And this, uh, so the CPU, there is no game mode anymore, right? Like there is no. No, there is. You oh, can, there still you, is. You can put it in the game mode the, the same. Like you can do. Is that the one where you can do like, half or quarter CCX? Well, I don't, okay. So no, you can turn it into an eight or 16 core processor. I'm using the wrong term. Uh, the other one where the memory is local. No, versus, you can't put this into unified memory. Okay. Yeah, creator mode, mode or whatever so they call the, it. So the memory is always interleaved. Yeah, you always have two new nodes in Windows. Right. So pretty much no matter where the thread is, half of the data being read has to come from at least the other die. The other mm. die's controller. Because it's interleaved. It it depends on how it's mapped. That's my point. Yeah. That's the thing where you used to have a switch in the BIOS. Right, right. Which is no long is not there for this particular part because mm. it would be impossible right i guess well or yeah. the performance benefit or the performance degradation would be so bad trying to map all of this memory local to all of the threads yeah that's true it, like you, you, you could maybe do it it just you would never want to right because you'd be chopping the memory into too small of bits basically yeah right and you're just um, being way more latent but the, the where i was trying to go with that is this dynamic local mode, you'll you'll see a gain in games. As the, I mean, I I I'm inclined to believe their numbers there. It's probably yeah. you know it's probably something like there, that. There was plenty of performance to be had in some some titles. So 47 percent is actually a believable number. Right. But I will say, on top of that gain, you'll probably still see a little bit more gain if you are running in game mode, <laughs> or if you had the part that you could have running in uh, Numa mode. Where the memory, well, so where, th- this you know, is only really going to apply to the WX series processors, right, 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 which you can't put into unified, mode. right. But they're talking about gaming. You're on a workstation, 
Sure. Like, and that's know. always been their argument is that this isn't meant for gaming. However, if they can get some extra gaming performance right. out of it. And I mean, there were other applications that saw like that are very memory dependent that saw some issues with this that it should help too. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Good to All see right. him doing stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up, uh, Dell announced uh, Alienware M15. Hmm. Mm, that mm. looks just so, look th- this is prior one. It doesn't look thin and light, but for as gaming notebooks go, it does. Yeah, this is sort of Alienware's first entry into the whole kind of thin and light gaming notebook market. Like we've seen machines like the Zephyrus and a bunch of stuff from MSI, like the the stealth machines, but this is their first attempt. Look at that twin cooling. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can get it with uh up to the six core Intel part, the i7-8750H, and up to a GTX 1070 Max-Q. It comes stock with a overclocked 1060, they're saying. So even on the base level, we should still see a pretty good performance level. It would come with the quad-core processor at the base, though, so there's that. But beyond that, they have a couple different display options, 1080p, both 144 hertz IPS and 60 hertz TN, and then a 4K 60 hertz panel. No variable refresh support, no G-Sync to support, which is kind of disappointing, especially with that 144 hertz option. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it supports the Alienware Graphics Amplifier, which is their external GPU solution that uses a a physical, like, external PCI Express cable instead of Thunderbolt, hmm. which they've supported for several generations now. And you can actually find those amplifier boxes fairly cheap used. On eBay, I was looking around. You can actually... And they should still be compatible, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think they've broken any of that compatibility. That's kind of the entire point around this stuff. It's going to start at 1300 bucks. You don't have any details on any of the actual like configuration options available at the end of the month. One thing you always can be concerned about with thin and light gaming notebooks is thermal throttling, especially with the six-core CPUs and the 1070s. So, you know, just kind of have to wait and see, but... Overall, it seems to be a pretty compelling package, at least. They, they're they putting, like, I think a 96-watt-hour battery as an option in this thing, which is kind of insane for a gaming-level notebook. You never see them put that high of a battery-level option. It's usually a tiny, tiny little battery. Yeah. So maybe you can actually kind of use this as an all-around notebook. All right. Uh, and the price starts at 1300 bucks. Yeah. It doesn't seem... Too bad. Again, we'll have to huh. see what the exact like configuration pricing ends up being. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, oh man, already we're talking about this Yo. CES 2019, dude. It's yeah. in like two months. Oh, I, I felt bad writing it, and then I realized actually it's not that bloody far away. Is I, it? Yeah, I've just been getting emails about it for nine months. It's but, in, but, in exactly know. two months. Man, it is it is the second week of January this year, which is nice. Oh. I suppose the first. Like, How to tell somebody's been covering for tech for more than five years? Did you just say two months? Nutshell, right there. Oh, it's CES. Oh, you said two months? CES again? Nah, well, I guess three. Damn it! Just trying to steal a month on me. Mm. <laughs> okay, it's, it's still still soon. a quarter of a year away. Yeah, it is. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. All right. Well, you know. No, I don't. Nope. I don't know either. So, 7 nanometer? 
Everyone's on seven nanometer now. Everybody's going to be talking seven And you get a seven nanometer. But only Dr. Seuss might have some in her hands. Oh, that's true. <laughs> she might. Yeah, we don't really know what uh, NVIDIA is doing. Oh, I mean, they I, got the 12 nanometer stuff, and they're going to be eventually going to seven, but. I mean, not, not anytime soon. They don't seem like they're going to be in a big hurry. <laughs> not in a hurry. They don't have a reason to be in a big well, hurry. I mean, I we think. could, but why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got a design advantage that's not even funny. Yeah. Yeah. You can only overcome so much in uh, in, in the current year with uh, process node jumps. It's true. What do you make of these uh, new AMD GPU, the 12 nanometer GPU rumors, Josh? It's the 12 nanometer. I don't Polaris. know yet. Um, I don't know either. Because mostly it's it's uh, from what I understand, is they've made some basic improvements to. The process, yeah, and so you know, it did no faster switching, power reduction, uh, but um, a lot of the density stuff supposedly is is through the libraries and yeah. uh, you know the design um, aspects. So you can have more dense chips, but it's not you know the, the, a lot of the physical characteristics of of laying down. You know, depositing uh, metal and, and and etching and all that other fun stuff is is not changed dramatically, but the design rules have. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, they could resynthesize uh, the RX series, not so much RX Vega, but certainly Polaris. Yeah, uh, to do twelve nanometer to get a little bump in 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 uh, speed and and a decrease in power, but is it worth it? I guess the worth it would be if you knew the exact roadmap of when products were coming out next year yeah. to figure out if a refresh is something that you could afford to do because you're going to have new masks. Those are millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Change production. But, you know, Global Foundries apparently has a lot of 12 nanometer production capability. Yeah. It feels like if you could put out a solid mid-range part for reasonable price in the graphics arena these days, people would be pretty happy considering the graphics launch. Yeah, I mean, the, the RX 570 and 580s are selling still pretty well. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're constantly kind of on sale, and mm-hmm. they're a good performing part. And, yeah, they run a little bit warmer, and they pull a little bit more power than, like, the 1060, but they're not that bad. I mean, they're they're... For the price, I think it's a it's a good product, and so having a small jump there would benefit AMD uh, in the short term. But I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard rumors that this Saturday is going to be the release of the RX six seventy. Yeah, I I honestly know nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know I anything. No I mean, nobody's nobody's told me squat, yeah. but that's not surprising. Because, I mean, there is a nasty hole right now in what used to be the sweet spot sitting between two to three hundred bucks. Yeah. Where you could go out and buy a GPU without, uh, you know, being an adult with a full-time job that can afford the damn thing. Or without, you know, saving yourself and living on ramen for 12 months as opposed to six. <laughs> but, you know, shopping around at that two to three hundred dollar mark right now, it's depressing. Because you're looking at at least a generation old, if not two. So even if it 
is just something that they've got that they've improved. I mean, it would just be lovely to see something sitting there that was actually worth picking up. Yeah. While you're sitting there staring at 1200 bucks for <laughs> a brand new one. <laughs> or, you know, really that know if they call it uh, Vega 56 on sale for 499. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if they rename this one serious, then we know there's trouble. <laughs> your dog. All right. Uh, next up, Xilinx. Yeah, we were talking about Xilinx last week too. Uh, and AMD okay. break Google. Why is why is the L capital? Google Net. Uh, Google Net AI inference record. What is an AI inference? Well, so AI inference. You hear a lot about training, about taking these massive GPUs like the Tesla V100 and taking an image set with known descriptions and training a given model to be able to recognize stuff, right? Yep. That's the very, very high level explanation of AI right there. But inference is the ability to use that model on an end device. So you're scanning something with your smartphone. Your smartphone is doing inference to the neural net. Oh, I got you. So basically like a lookup. Yeah, exactly. it's, It's running the neural net. That you created, that you trained, yeah, yeah. running the model, identify this picture, yeah, yeah. So that's last week at the yeah last week at the Xilinx developer forum. That's kind of one of the areas that they were hitting very hard is that their <clears throat> technology is very good at inference, okay. and they were claiming had a lot of claims about how they were better than Nvidia and inference in some areas and some power efficiency stuff. But one of the things that came out of this was the Xilinx Alveo, which is if you scroll down is their first add-in card. So typically they just sell FPGAs to people who integrate them into products, and some people would make add-in boards, but they're running into a situation where these Xilinx FPGAs are available in the cloud with partners like AWS and Google Cloud, but people still wanted to be able to do the same uh, application acceleration they were doing in the cloud on-prem. Right. Because some data you can't send to the cloud. Some mm-hmm. people still want to build data centers. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of their solution. It's a new product line that they're saying they'll kind of continue with as new high-end FPGAs and their new ACAPs come out. And they're going to they're gonna target different PCIe form factors. Like, they're going to go smaller and bigger, essentially. Kind of target the whole power range from 75 to up to more towards the 200-watt area. That, that card looks like it has four DIMMs and two... It does. It has DDR4 SODIMs on it yeah. for memory. And it also looks like it has a pair of 40 gigabit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if there's a QFPs. That it does. I'm so, surprised that it doesn't have a fan just for that stuff. Yeah. So they, they have an active one and a passive one. This is obviously the passive one. I mean, but, a, I mean this is meant to be in a, server, in a server. It's with, in a server with minimum airflow requirements going through the well, chassis. The passive and, one has no, it, lots it's of gonna airflow It's going to have significant airflow going through <laughs> yeah. just yeah. because yeah. of 1U, 2U servers yeah. that have those you know 40 millimeter nasty-ass fans yeah. that yeah, do, yeah, yeah, do yeah. 10,000 RPM. Yeah. Those aren't twin 40s. Those are twin 100s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, that, yep. That's, that's plenty of airflow. Yeah. And, and sort of the second part of this is they brought AMD up on stage and they sort of announced this this inference record that they've beaten by using a one-socket Epic platform with its 128 lanes of PCI Express and populating with, with all these cards. They hit a... Uh, 
ImageNet, which is kind of the standard data set for this sort of research for image recognition, inference right. record using the Google Net, which is kind of an old AI model. So, I mean. Yeah, but if you go back to that picture, something that we're not talking about, well. how much power that thing's going to have. Look Ooh, at the four yeah. power yeah. plugs and where oh, yeah. those power supplies are going to be at and what they're pushing. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you get 225 watts for every card. <laughs> yeah. And oh, what about the 250 epic. per? So that's two kilowatts right off the crank. Yeah. So that APC 2500 ain't going to be doing much. Though. I don't think you're running this on 120. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just kind of an interesting thing, uh, kind of bringing attention the inference stuff as sort of they're caught, they're kind of targeting as the next battleground. They're saying that while training has seen a lot of adoption, a lot of people have been the training market has been increasing rapidly, and Nvidia has been taking advantage of that inference is going to be orders of magnitude bigger because you have all of these edge devices that need to be able to actually interact with these AI models Mm -hmm. like your smartphone and all these embedded IOT stuff. And they kind of hope to make a big play there. So, you know, AI, it's the future. And it's AI done by a googly net. (laughs) Come on. Oh man, that server needs a massive pair of googly eyes. I think that was googly net. It's, it's French. Google uh, uh, Google Google I like Google Net. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Windows 10, take it away, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, boy, we're going to be here no. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just hand, <laughs> hand it right over to Jeremy. So, it, it started out seemingly like your regular major Windows update where a small amount of people started screaming bloody murder. <laughs> bloody and, murder, you know, fair murder. enough, you had not enough space <laughs> in your hard drive. And you updated, and it just, you know, it just wiped out all your local files. It's nothing major, you know. You've got them all backed up. Oh, is that all? And then it sort of snowballed a little bit to essentially anything running, uh, I think it was a Gen 7 Intel processor that was using the Intel Display Audio drivers. Well, you just couldn't reboot again. It, It just wouldn't come back. And if it did, and of course you're running a laptop because that's how these that's where these things are installed, your batteries got sucked to death immediately because the bloody thing was pegging at least one core. From there, it went to no, it's not just necessarily people who didn't have quite enough space, but didn't have quite enough space plus a random extra amount, which Windows Update decided you have. In which case, again, uh, your your disk just got sort of cleaned up nicely apart from the system files up to the point where it's now been sort of uh, named the no documents bug. It hit the point where we haven't actually seen this officially before where Microsoft pulled the bloody thing. You can no longer grab it either automatically or manually. And if you've got it, they strongly suggest you, you shouldn't install it like ever. Which is amusing because they were just about to start rolling out the Internet of Things devices <laughs> as this was happening. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Internet of Things devices have a lot of space on them. <laughs> so it would have been very interesting to see what had happened. So yeah. it's been pulled back and they're now pushing it back out uh, to 
the uh, advanced circle. So, yeah. you know, if you're if you're beta testing it, you're now allowed to get back into the beta program mm-hmm. that we all. I, I think it's even in the slow ring by now. So all insiders have access yeah, to so, it. So if you're an insider, you can try it again if you so desire. I don't know that you might want to at this point. I mean. I did the upgrade on my machine and it didn't delete all my data. Thankfully, mm. I, I think yeah, as I part of this, they are releasing like a Delta patch if you are on that version. Cause I mean, there were like 2 million people that were yeah. on that version. <laughs> yeah. It was pushed out and it's very quick. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't uh, think they pushed also... it to anyone. I think you had, you like you had to go download it. I don't oh, think, like, it, no, I, I, I saw the, when the day it was released. I got on my work machine and I hit check for updates. It's like sure, 1809. Sure, sure. But you, it didn't, like, sure, I'll do it. But it, yeah, <laughs> it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't automatically download it and say reboot now. I didn't get to that yeah. stage. Like it wasn't actively pushing it. You still had to go find it. Oh. But yeah. Uh, so long story short, uh, if you've done it, stop using your computer. Oh, step away. It. Phone Microsoft. Or if you've got one of those things in your neighborhood called a Microsoft Store, which I don't think anyone's ever been to, you can go in. They swear that they have fixes for it, but the more you're overwriting, the the harder it's going to be. But they they are offering for a free service getting the files that you know they deleted back for you. <laughs> How kind! <laughs> it was yeah, it's, it's it's a nice touch. So as far as Patch Tuesdays and major updates go, this this is a pretty impressive one. Okay. So that knocked out three separate related news posts all at the... It sort of snowballed yeah. really all with, quick. All with, all with one rant. All right. Very exciting, though. Uh, hey, look, RGB RAM. No, it's more than that. Oh. It's double wide RGB it's RAM. Too, excuse me? It's thick. Thick? You'd be the queen of my double wide dim sticks. I don't understand. <laughs> what? Oh, so they're double doubled capacity, capacity modules. It's literally what we were talking about earlier today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, so the Samsung B dies are now going up to uh, 32 gigs. Yeah, so from what I understand, this is an Asus thing, and they're working with uh, G-Skill and someone else, I believe, to implement a not-in-the-JDAC DDR4 spec for double capacity, which essentially boards that have two DIMM slots, like ITX boards, allowing you to essentially stack the DRAM that would be on two slots into one. So you have two memory controllers on a Z390 board, but you would have four slots on a mainstream motherboard and a mainstream ATX motherboard. This is kind of compressing those two slots into one slot for each channel by putting more packages onto a DIM. Yep. Mm. So the DIM would have the, the, all the components of two DIMs worth yeah. of, worth of memory with the other bank of DIMs like, you know, whatever the select pin that would normally be high for one yeah. dim and low for the other one, like is somehow it's wired in, in such a way that yeah. you're just connecting it to just one socket. Yeah. So they probably had to manipulate one or two pins of the socket uh, to do this because the address and data lines are still the same. Like the other stuff still be the same. It's just, yeah. you know, there's something different between those two normally between those two dim slots per controller that they've kind of merged into 
into one thing. And, and it feels like only yesterday that I was fighting compatibility, compatibility issues with single sided dims versus double sided dims. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. This is like a quadruple sided dim. Yeah. Those <sighs> were the days. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's cool. If you're into the small form factor stuff, the ITX stuff, you don't have to sacrifice memory. Now I'm sure this will be expensive memory considering it's not really widely available from a bunch of vendors, but Wait, isn't all memory expensive right exactly. now? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Quadruple sided. Get you damn. some good deal on DDR2 if you want. Ugh. Hey, maybe this is the point in the in the universe uh, timeline or the timeline of the universe where uh, like the quad is developed. That's the unit of storage capacity in the Star Trek universe <laughs> for digital stuff. It's probably exactly this quads. moment. Killer quads. Yeah. yeah. So this is there yeah. you go. This is uh, this is one one quad. Actually, it's defined in the tech manual, but oh well, sorry, we're, we're not that hardcore here. <laughs> not yeah. not at the moment, at least. Nope. I never bought that tech manual. I thought about it anyway. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, hardware software picks of the week. Uh, while I'm opening these, I'm gonna get an anti pick of this Nest freaking furnace controller. <laughs> did it? Did it not? It was long. Soon it's getting long. hot. In here. Which version of Windows is it running? Yeah, yeah. Did it take the the eighteen uh, whatever update? <laughs> um. Anyway, while uh, while Alex is fussing with the thermostat, and Alan um, is writing down his pick. No, I don't have to. Well, I, I'll type it in after. Uh, it, I don't have a graphic to go with it. Uh, so hey, Sears is going out of business. Finally. Um. You don't how, say. How long have they been doing that? It's been it's been a long time coming. However, uh. If you still have a local Sears store, like at your mall or whatever, break your break your ratchet and go get it replaced. <laughs> well, first, uh, any ratchets that you have that are probably loose, you know, if they don't feel like a new ratchet and they're Sears Craftsman ratchets, now's your time to bring them. Although the, that might be a downside because the Craftsman quality has slipped. Well, it's just it's just some yeah. it's just some hardened, it's actually going to be worse. It's just yeah. it's just some hardens. No, no, they don't replace the ratchet; they rebuild it. They have Don't. kits that's just the two hardened steel pins and the Sounds spring. Sounds like something the, who's in a who's losing their job in two weeks is really kind of want to do. Yeah. Well, they're, they're so used to it, like that it, it's a very quick operation and whatever. But those kits might be hard to come by later, so you Probably. know, make your Craftsman ratchet into a semi newer one now. Uh, also, uh, from what I understand, there's like one or two more shipments worth of stuff from whatever the big Craftsman's warehouse in the sky where all that stuff comes from and goes to all the stores. I overheard a guy stocking uh, shelves. I was like, wow, they're still actively stocking shelves. That seems weird. And the guy was like, I overheard him talking to someone else. They're like, yeah, there's like another one or two shipments or whatever coming. Uh, And they're progressively dropping the prices. So if you like are looking for some potentially super cheap tools uh, or other stuff, like go at least check it out because you might find some crazy deals. I had a trimmer of theirs that was acting up on me and i was like well i, I better just go to the craftsman store and it's literally like everything must go like they have sure. they, they have signs on the wall saying the fixtures are for sale like the things <laughs> like the shelves yeah in the store well, like that's, everything that's, in the store yeah they're totally in like closeout yeah. mode right and i was like they, they had like some newer model of the trimmer and i was like well i just want the the same model i just want another one of the same model they had like the four model up there who knows how long i've been hanging there but it had never been used and like, I just grabbed it. Like, walked to the counters. Like, 
Huh? <laughs> and they were just like, <laughs> and they looked at me and looked over at the shelf and I was like, yeah, sure. Like, uh, we'll give you another 20% off of that on top of like the other, yeah. whatever they were doing at the time. So I walked out of there with like a, a like a, you know, high end trimmer for like 80 bucks. Yeah. Like a gas nice. trimmer. So, you know, so, I mean, I would warn you that it looked like a war zone when they went out of business up here, but. If you if you can see your Walmart down, here, down anyway, there and actually fine. it's just going to look normal for you. It was it was kind of crazy. Was weird for it was kind of crazy on the weekend. Uh but if you like stroll in there like if you can go like during lunch or yeah. something during the week like it's you know mine has been like yeah. a ghost town. I keep kind of wandering in there every so often like every couple yeah. of days to check and see if they had some new truck worth of stuff come in and if they dropped the prices further. And yeah. sure enough like I I went I think it was like last weekend and then I went like I don't know yesterday and they had already dropped everything another 10 percent. yeah so so yeah. and if they do it like they do up here check the online because i picked up two sets of thousand thread count bed sheets and a brand new pillow for less than 100 bucks online oh yeah that's the other Ooh. stuff don't just go there yeah. for tools like they're they're like 80 percent off patio furniture because it's winter yeah. how are you going to possibly sell patio furniture with winter coming who wants to even buy it so they're just trying to get rid of it like eighty percent off of patio, like patio yeah. furniture, expensive. So, so like you know, t- to correct the tool stuff, apparently they sold off Craftsman, Craftsman to Stanley, Black and Decker in twenty seventeen. So your warranties are still going to be good. You won't have a store to go to anymore. But yeah, but they will replace it with something else, an equivalent. Sure, right, an equivalent item. Um, they're supposed to keep the Craftsman name going. Supposedly, yeah. No, they already have. Like they, yeah, they Ace bought it in twenty seventeen, and you can buy Craftsman and Lowe's now. Yeah. All right. Oh, you've been able to buy Craftsman at Lowe's for a long time. Uh, April 2018, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, really? I, I hadn't noticed that stuff in Lowe's. Oh. I don't oh, think, I don't think no. they're stocked up in our Lowe's. No, no, it wasn't Lowe's. It was the Sears outlet in Northside I was thinking oh, okay. of. Yeah, yeah, because Lowe's has their own brand that they push like Cobalt and stuff like that. Apparently Ace mm-hmm. is going to be the official store of Craftsman going forward, according to the chat. All right. Lowe's. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, just, you know, worth checking out. Find that, you know, whatever that thing you kept seeing on the store at the shelf, on the shelf at the Sears store that you were yeah. like scoffed, pe- scoffed at the price and was like, yeah, because people were walking around Sears store. <laughs> that I mean, wasn't the problem. That's true. Did, did you notice that they're uh, <laughs> discounting batteries at all? Seven years. That is true. It, it, it took me back like 10 years yeah. just going to the store. Around. I was actually kind of sad. Because the one over here in the mall is damn big yeah Yeah. like they had the home outlet too so it was like right and i was kind of sad walking around the places i was like i'm not gonna be able to do this anymore like i'm gonna have to go to some other whatever you know amazon to do that thing i replaced it with yeah subconsciously over the past (laughs) 10 years buying some chinesium equivalent stuff off of who knows where on ebay well you're you're making the assumption that that craftsman is not chinesium uh it's true because it's got a Harbor Freight and Yeah, it. like that's also true. <laughs> the, the last couple sets of Craftsman tools I've bought, I've not been impressed with. Yeah. I, I went out and bought some sockets and split them right down the middle. First time, just like. Mm. <laughs> cool. What? That's not good. Anyway. Uh, and speaking of things that are going out of business, like we're losing the Toys R Us up here, but apparently whatever chain it is that does Jeffrey the Giraffe is now <laughs> buying them all up here. That's Toys R Us. But not Canadian Toys R Us, apparently. Sure, but which U.S. Toys R Us is already dead. Well, then apparently Toys R Us are... is coming back somehow. Yeah. 
like, like rising somebody. from the dead sort yeah. of thing. Have to start all over with the retail footprint. I'm sure that'll be great. It's okay. like the one asset they had. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy. Okay, so you if chosen? you were alive in this time, you might not want to go back because you're going to terrify yourself at what you thought was cool. Uh, or at least stay away from the magazines, for God's sakes. Uh, but if you've never experienced it, checking out the Kami 64 library that the Internet Archive just posted. Okay. With over 15,000 emulation, well, emulatable games or, well, software. Like oh, Bubble Bubble. Uh, right there. Burger uh, Time. I, I played, mean, uh, I played Burger Time Castle on a Commodore Wolfenstein. 64. I played Castle Wolfenstein on a Commodore 64. Ghosts Ooh. and Goblins. Wait, wait. Is yeah. there Bungling Bay? Please have oh, it. It has to be near the top. Ultra Beast. There's Maybe Sex Mission. Left Gotta have Sex Mission. Uh, where's Bungling Bay? There's Jumpman. Hey, Bard Sale. The original. Yep. yep, yep oh, yep. sweet. i on Steam now. Oh, okay. One of the best game soundtracks ever. Oh, wow. The Last yeah. Ninja. Where is Raid on Bungling Bay? That's like one of the good Commodore games. Archon. Uh, Archon was a sweet chess game. Ghostbusters. Yeah. The list keeps scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. What the hell is that? That's disc two of two, side B. Oh, I don't... You will even get uh, hacks and like like Donkey Kong bootleg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's freaking everything. Battle Chess. Oh, that was a fun one. Load Runner was sweet. There's Raid on Bungling Bay. Hmm. Where, where, where? Right there, staring oh. you in the face beside oh, the camels. I never knew what the cover for that looked like. Oh, wow. Sweet. Yeah, right on Bungling Bay was sweet. Attack of the Mutant yeah. Camels, also sweet. Uh, ooh, oh, Epic. Figures Guide to the Galaxy game. game should be in here somewhere. I played, so, I played so many of these games. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a name we haven't seen in 20 years. River Raid. There's a lot of games that, like, the Commodore was one of the... Oh, man, the, Mule. Yeah, Mule, Mule, Mule was freaking. Mule was such a, like a sweet uh, turn-based. Oh, I'm gonna have to edit this in post, ain't I? Why? It's, it's, got, it's on the Internet Archive. Well, I mean, I it's open. But if you keep scrolling, you will eventually run into zines and mags, and oh, it's an interactive magazine, and I can click through it, and it's so amazing. Yeah, I really suggest you don't ever do that. You're, you're probably going to ruin your childhood. Like there were some games back in the day that, like the Commodore platform, was just like one of the better ports compared to yeah. everything else at the mm-hmm. time. Right? There were just what, some like games. Trash eighty that uh, Ken has made me think of when he picked the soldering. <laughs> up. Yeah, like uh, you know, one of the big titles was like Congo Bongo when the Commodore mm-hmm. first launched. Right, and it was like it was just oh, that's such a cool arcade game that you know, and it was like the Commodore was like one of the few platforms that actually looked like the arcade game. You know. Anyway, good times. Yeah, that was that was those were the days. Okay, and now you can relive them. Uh, yeah. Well, you're talking as if I don't have like every Commodore ROM already. Fair point. <laughs> I haven't played them recently, but forgot who I was talking to. Anyway, uh, is this are we still on Jeremy's pick or are we on Josh's pick? No, Josh. Josh. Josh, me. Uh, just because, you know, the 9900X is okay, has uh, been released at, at nearly 600 bucks. I figured that uh, this one on sale with a cooler will give you 90% of the performance for half the price. Yes, 
It's the 2700X. It's now under sub $300. You get a good cooler. Seriously, good cooler. Yeah. I mean, you can happily turn off the lights as well, which is nice. But they're solid cooling. And you get 8-core 16 threads at 4.3 gigahertz. And they run nicely. That's not too shabby at all. Yeah. And they're inexpensive. <laughs> yeah. Hi. <laughs> Weird. I was looking for one of those earlier today, and I couldn't find one except a new egg. So you have a couple of days where it's going to be at this price before it jumps back up. So if you're curious, you're going to get more PCIe lanes, possibly more flexibility with M.2 and SATA, because let me tell you, mixing and matching M.2 and then seeing which of your SATA drives works with Intel from my <laughs> limited experience really nice. sucks. Yeah. It's not nearly as bad on the AMD platform because I've got a, what a Z 97 in there and I was happily running like six drives and I, I put an M dot two uh, stick in there uh, an NVMe. And uh-huh. uh, suddenly I, I have two SATA drives that work and yep. that's it. Yep. No matter what you do. You're just you're just boned. Well, sometimes you can put it in one of the other M.2 ports if there's another one. There's not on this well, particular yeah. one. Z- Z97's yeah. old enough that they're still on DMI 2.0, I think. So it was way yeah. more bandwidth constrained. But it's awful. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, not a great experience. Ah, but the no. 470 is a much better chipset. It it really yeah. is. All right. So there you have it. Uh, Ken, what you got? So China. Mm-hmm. All the way from not, New York. Not just for knockoffs, as it turns out. Sometimes they actually innovate. Uh, there's been just this- ask Supermicro. Okay, that's <laughs> not true. Aww. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's the wrong so kind of innovation. For, I don't know. At least a year or so now, there's been a product on the market called the TS100. It's kind of a little, like pen-sized, made out of aluminum soldering iron that had like a 19 volt power supply with a barrel plug on it, and these interchangeable tips. It was actually a pretty good performing soldering iron from what everyone said. It was like 27 watts or 30 watts or something like that. Right? Okay. Like, so it's not a whole lot of power, but it's the type where it has the uh, thermocouple built into the tip so it can oh, heat so up you, super quickly. And you tell it which temperature you yeah. want it to go to. You can and... get to like 300 C. And it was all fine and dandy, but they're coming out. They're just coming out with this version. This is the TS-80, which is actually odd because it's a lower number than the older one. But mm-hmm. Anyways, is it supposed to be smaller, kind of, I guess? Yeah, but apparently it performs just as well, if not better, if you look at some of the YouTube reviews. Uh, but this one is USB Type-C powered, and it uses a quick charge 3.0 connector. <laughs> so you just get a like $10 quick charge 3.0 wall charger or a quick charge 3.0 battery. Oh, yeah. And, yeah but I didn't so think you were supposed to solder your laptop while it was powered on and charging. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. And you have yourself just kind of a very portable, pretty high-performing soldering workstation for 80 bucks. Uh, this particular sale comes with uh, some of the accessories, comes with, uh, actually comes with the power plug does, adapter. Does Tim come with? <laughs> Tim? No. <laughs> Tim, Tim? No, Stim. No, no soldering. Soldering Tim. thermal interface material. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it comes with two two tips comes with like the chisel one and the fine point one comes with like a little stand which comes with the USB-C power adapter which a lot of the cheaper sort of packages don't is that a C to A 
No, it's a C to C. Oh, there's a C to C. The yeah. cable looks like a C to A. Is one. Uh, I didn't look at the actual photo, but a oh. a quick charge 3.0 charger is usually a USB C port. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, uh, eighty one bucks. You're gonna have the slow boat shipping from China, but you know. Did you order one already? I haven't yet. I just came across the sale. Mm. If, if you go on YouTube and look at some of the reviews, like EEV blog did one. Uh, if you, I forget if you compare this really to any reviews. other, uh, I just need to solder something. This looks way easier. Oh yeah, and it, like it will small, be higher performance than your thirty-five dollar Radio Shack iron. Yeah, it will heat up way quicker. Yeah, small it, portable thing. Like yeah. you know, if you need to you need to go solder something in your car, like you just right. get a quick charge three battery, and you have a really really small portable soldering iron package that will perform really well. Yeah, like it was only a couple weeks ago I had to solder something on a car, and the yeah. stupid battery powered one I had just oh, yeah. wasn't and, cutting or it. Or the butane ones that suck. Yeah, oh, those are terrible. Not oh, made for no, electronics don't buy those. at all. Running like this extension cord halfway down my driveway just to plug in the stupid soldering yeah. iron was kind of cumbersome. Yeah. I should probably just order this right now. Yeah, no, like they're. I'm excited to get my hands on one. All right. Yeah. Uh, I got a fourth one here. Yes, is this you Alex? Do. It is. What? This one's mine. What? I it's thought mine. this was Maury. No, no. Not nearly big enough for him. Oh, that's true. Hey, hey, this is plenty big. <laughs> This is size does matter in this regard. Mm-hmm. So there was one guy actually asking in the chat looking for a higher performance cooler. Well, this is great timing because this thing's freaking amazing. It's the uh, Noctua D-Type NFA15. Uh, this is actually the one I was looking for is the S version, not the standard version. Uh, this looks like this. I don't know if this is the S or not. This might be the uh, standard. Well, this is the one so with the, the D-15S. That's the S? A- yeah. It says in the product description, at least. Oh, yeah. I was looking at the NFA15. So, yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> NHD15S. Uh, this is a revision of the standard NHD15, which is a revision of the D14. I think so. Um, and the difference between the S and the standard is that the S has one fan, and the, the fan assembly and the heat sink assembly is offset. You can barely see it in this picture, but it is actually. If you get in the next one down, it should oh, show it's it. Here, there you go. So this clears most motherboards' first PCI slot. Oh, it's it's offset yeah. to the to like to the right. Oh. Yeah, it's like yeah, interesting. I, I had about two millimeters clearance to the <laughs> GPU, and about a centimeter to the power supply. This thing covered the entire CPU area of the motherboard. I didn't need an exhaust fan. <laughs> it just blew it right out of the back of the case. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's it's huge. I mean, the box is bigger than my head. Uh, it runs quiet. It runs cool. Uh, it took my 8700K right out of the box to five two on two cores and four seven on six. Sweet. You know what? If you got the room, buy one of these instead of an all-in-one liquid cooler. Because eventually, your liquid cooler is going to get loud. The pump will have just, they just get loud over time. We have, That's we have no honestly, even office. pressure yeah. of the box. The performance is not that different. Yeah. We have all sorts of different brands of liquid coolers. Like we have them on all of our test beds, yeah. pretty just, much, and they all make noise now. Yep. Oh, yeah, but you know, apart from the layout, it, it looks like my U14s or my Threadripper. Yeah, I think mine actually weighs a bit more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, these, are actually, these are actually very light. 
The Noctua uh, cores. That is not a light piece of metal at all. Oh, it's not? Uh, no. no, it's just over 1.1 1. 1 yeah, kilo. Yeah, I think you're used to the smaller ones. Oh. Yeah, you guys got the, the NH20s or something around here? Which uh, ones do we got? I think they're the U14s. I don't know if those are the 14s. Those things are, I could never find those online because I was actually looking for a set of those. Oh, yeah. no. They didn't, uh, seem, they didn't seem that heavy when I was. Well, the ones them. we have here are really quite light, but this yeah. thing is a beast. Yeah, we, we, we have the lower end ones. Yeah, but it's only like well, half and of you, this. you sort of forget how much a heatsink used to weigh. <laughs> like like five hundred grams was an absolute monster of a heatsink, yeah. and now you're looking at it going, "What the hell am I supposed to do with that?" Chill an <laughs> atom. I yeah. mean it. It had no problem holding my CPU to ADC, and it it went from ADC down to idle thirty five in less than five seconds. It sucks some serious heat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and if it can't, and if you want to push it even harder, you can. It includes clips. You can get a second uh, fan Damn. and yeah. run it just like the standard A15 or D15, I should say. I've been very happy with this. <laughs> All right. Cool. Sweet. Uh, well, I guess that does it. Um, slash podcast, where you find the show notes, and uh, twitter.com slash pcper. Is where you can uh, yell at us. And uh, now that uh, Jim's back, sort of, uh, he hasn't died yet. Um, Yay. Uh, then. Uh, Submit your mailbag questions. Yeah, put mailbag so, questions in the comments of the mailbag that will go up tomorrow, probably tomorrow. Today. Yes, Thursday. One of those. No, Friday um, morning. No, it's good. We're, we're doing it Thursday. Giving it oh, to the people. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, since it's oh, already nice. done. Um. So put the questions there or in the comments on the YouTube video itself. I'd probably say you're better off putting the comment or the questions in the uh, in the, in the article in the mailbag article on the yeah. site. Um, and before uh, we end this, uh-huh. there's something happening this weekend. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Really, somebody Ooh. might show up. Wait a minute, why wasn't there? There wasn't a plug. Uh, oh. my bad. <laughs> it's not like it's not the first thing on the front page right now or anything. How'd but that yeah, get there? so this Saturday, kicking off at uh, ridiculously early in the morning, Eastern time, so about 9 a.m. or so, there will be the Fragging Frogs VLAN. It's going to be ridiculous because it always bloody well is. It uh, will go on because we've got some overseas members that don't show up until later at night. So, you know, if you do have stuff to do during the day, don't just brush it off. No, once you're done your stuff... Log in, have some fun. There's going to be people at the 17th VLAN. So come, join, enjoy. It will be wonderful. I will at a minimum try to at least be on the the TeamSpeak or whatever whatever the chat method they're using in there. I'm sure it'll be. I'll probably show up for a little bit. Yeah. I I I guess Fragging Frogs have a... uh, have a uh, World of Warships group, so hmm. they do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. There's yeah. almost always people looking to play, and more often than not, several people playing. Wonder if anybody will play that stupid. The tank fun people are playing Dino D Day, but you know that's just up to us. Okay, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. So uh, with that, I say uh, have I a good say, week. I say, I say, I say, I say, and uh, yeah, check out the uh, check out the mailbag. Now that we actually got one. 
Got to check out the mailbag. It's freshly shorn. Yep. It's all Josh. All Josh all the time. Uh, Jim Jim, uh, made some funnies (laughs) within the, as Josh was scratching his head about different things, uh, Jim was inserting them into the video in comical ways. They are quite amazing. It was good stuff. Uh, all right, so uh, I guess we'll we'll see you next week, and uh, yeah, that's it. Hasta la vista. <laughs>